0: Good morning and welcome to ASDEC It's good to see our regular members Filling up the seats And I have three names here for visitors I'm sure there are others whose name is not here Anyway, I'll read the three names Yes, where you are seated, just raise your hand so we know where you are, okay? Uh First name, Kenneth Lee. Will you raise your hand, Kenneth? I saw I just met Kenneth. Where are you, Kenneth? Hey? I just shook hands with him. Kenneth Lee, where are you? He's on his way. Okay, we'll okay. I have here another name, Chin Sheng. Chin Sheng, raise your hand. There he is. The handsome young man, huh? Okay, Chincheng, welcome. And I guess next to him is Tom Chow. Tom. Okay, there you see, uh, that's Kenneth Lee. Welcome, our visitors. Welcome, welcome. I, like, like I say, maybe not all the names are here. Other than these three, those of you who are here for the first time, please raise your hands. First time? First time? First time, wow. I don't have your names here. Welcome, welcome. Do come back again. I hope you will be blessed as we worship together. Who else? Oh, Brother Regu is back with us. Brother Regu, husband of Padma. We are glad to see him again after that lockdown. Huh? Okay, so we have quite a number. The, the, the corner there, I don't have your name. How many of you? How many of you are first-timers here? Five, six? Come again, eh? like I say, our visitors. If you are visiting from overseas, whenever you pass by, visit us. If you are in Singapore, visit us again and again, okay? All right. Now we have the next slides for the announcements. Where's the announcement? Ah. We don't have children's story every Sabbath So that's for you, children The next story will be June 18 That is next week, okay And then the next announcement For families with little children We like to keep them uh, near the entrance If there's any problem with the kid So leave those last three rows at least For families with little children, okay There are a lot of seats right in front For bigger and older children, eh? All right. The th- next one will be fellowship lunch, or what we call potluck. Will be on the first and the third Sabbath. So this week, no potluck, okay? Next week, but you come every week, potluck or not, okay? All right. Before the worship team leads out in our praise and worship, let's look at uh, Ephesians five. 19, actually the last part of 18, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Worship him. Good morning, Church. Uh, Can I invite the congregation to join us for our first song? Can you hear me? Uh, why do we return tithe and give offerings to God? First, returning of the tithe is a blessing from God. Then we actually acknowledge Him as the Creator. And we show our gratitude to God because He sustains us, He takes care of us, and He, most of all, died in our place and continues to... He continues to recreate us every day, okay? The ushers will continue to receive your tithes and offerings. pray. It is with a heart full of thankfulness, our oh God, that we return this tithe and present our gifts offering. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness and care for us by providing for our need every day. May your work be blessed through this gift. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. So um,
1: I'm going to do my usual sharing for one of the songs usually done with the youth. So this next song that we chose, Willow in the Wind, was chosen because uh, we felt that it was appropriate, especially for this week. Um, for me, I've had some down times, I've had some high times, but it was a very difficult week for me. And this song reminded me that we should always put our faith in God and to always let Him uh, take charge, to always lead you.
2: So uh, I would like to invite the congregation to sing with us, Willow in the Wind.
3: And sister, I would like to invite you to kneel down in the presence of God. Uh, thank you, Lord. Good morning. I believe you are so pleased, and you want to enjoy your time with us this morning. Thank you for the opportunity to get together together. Please forgive our sins, Lord, as we have forgive our neighbors as well, and clean our heart. We are so excited to have the Sabbath today to rest. And to remember this day, the day of creation. You know, Lord, that we are exhausted. We might be very tired and listless. But we know that we always find peace in you, Lord. You hold our future. I do not need to fear anything because you lead our way. I know that you are the living water and the well as well. I will never run empty and dry. Thank you, Lord, for last week that we have learned from Brother Sharin to stand for you, Lord. Thanks for the opportunity and the blessing to stand before you this week. Uh, you are our priority and you are the most important in our life. May you provide us with courage and strength to stand before you again. And today, particularly, Lord, we want to pray for Madam Wong, who is at home, who is the, one of the elder church members as our age is older we realize that we are become weaker and weaker our power bodies and thoughts may uh, diminish but we know lord that you promise you will transform our bodies so that they will be like his glorious body in the future we know lord and we want to pray that she is asking that she is able to walk again without aid may your will may your blessing uh, uh, be with her. And today, Lord, we want to pray for our sermon. Brother Daniel is going to preach today. Uh, we want to pray for him that the wisdom and the uh, understanding of uh, your thoughts can be transformed, uh, transformed through his mouth. Thank you, Lord. Uh, in Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen.
0: Before we hear the message from Brother Daniel Kim, I'd like to direct our minds to the scripture text found in Romans chapter 8, verse 32. Romans chapter 8, verse 32. It's not on screen? It is. Okay. From the NIV He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things?
1: Okay. Hello, mic test, mic test. Alright, uh, good morning everyone. Good morning. Happy Sabbath feels quite different to be up here on this stage, you know, not as a presider, uh, not as a part of a worship team, but as a preacher. You know, I, I still feel nervous standing up here, you know, although I have stood here so many times. And that's why I really admire the pastors who always stand here like every Sabbath, you know, preparing the sermon. And so I want to take this time and also take this opportunity to thank all the pastors out there. Thank you for your service. So before I start the sermon proper, let us have a word of prayer. Dear God, thank you for giving me this opportunity to be up here, to be part of the young voice of the young adults this Sabbath. I pray that you will empower and guide me with the Holy Spirit, that I may deliver the message you want me to share today. Let your words reach out to those who need to hear the message today. In Jesus' name I pray, Amen. So today I represent the young adults uh, to address a topic that I believe not only affects young people but also anyone who is young at heart and that's everyone up here right yeah last week Sherwin shared a really relevant topic a challenge that we may face daily about standing up for Jesus in the midst of peer pressure I believe the topic I'm about to share about to address today also has a connection with what Sherwin has already shared the methods we use to face the unexpected can be one of the ways that we show our family and our friends the God that we put our trust in. So just a month ago, I had to move out of my school hostel that I've been staying for the past three years. So it's really somewhere I called home. Oops, sorry. I think the clicker is not working. Yeah. So uh, as you can see on the screen, you can see, you know, the trucks that I had to bring to move all my stuff. And for those of you who have helped me move. You probably know the number of things I had to move, right? Yeah. Some of you may think, I mean, like how many guy how many things can one guy actually, you know, have? You know, maybe just a handful of books, uh, clothes or shoes, right? But I hope that was the case, but it wasn't. <laughs> so I had a lot, a lot of things to move. And that's why I needed this ten foot lorry to actually ferry all my things in one single trip. So a few days before the day of moving, I actually made plans for the lorry and the driver to come over in the late afternoon. And I also asked some of my friends, uh, one of them is here today, uh, thanks for coming. So I'm sure you can remember like, how many things I had to move that day. And so D-Day came and everything was going according to plan. I already you know, packed everything, everything was ready and I was just waiting for the lorry to come over. But three hours just before the driver was supposed to come, he cancelled his appointment. So now I was really put in a spot. You know, I had already friends coming over to help me and they already took time off their precious weekend. You know, They can be spending time with their girlfriend, they can be spending time with their family, but actually they took time off just to come and help me. And just to put things into context, we actually had two exam reports due the next Monday. So this was on a Saturday. So, and also my room was really very messy with, you know, all the packing done and everything. And I did not apply for extended stay in my hostel as well. So, you know, everything wasn't going according to plan. So, you know, we love listening to all these, you know, stories or watching shows with a twist in the plot, right? Or something they have never thought of happens. Like how in current dramas, there's always this poor guy who, Actually, is the true heir of like the biggest company in Korea or something, right? <laughs> or in the Bible, where when everyone thought Jesus was dead, but he was soon resurrected. But when we ourselves encounter a situation that we have never made plans for, that we have never expected, then it's a totally different story. Well, it can be a situation that things that turn things around for the better, or you know, turn situations for something worse. So I'm sure that if something unexpectedly good happens, you know, everyone will be happy, right? No one is complaining. Like for example, you know, um, I'm sure fair price is this lucky draw thing where you can like, win a lot of things. I think maybe even a car, right? And if you actually win something you know, unexpectedly, it's something really good, right? No one complains. So there's no trouble with this first scenario. But the second scenario is the one that all of us are afraid and worried about. And that's unexpected situations followed by unexpected, unfavourable outcomes. So I'm sure everyone will be able to relate very, very closely to what happened two years ago, COVID. Who would have expected this at all, right? The plans we made for work, for our school, for our family, for our friends, for travel even, were all affected. And many of us face difficulties that we don't want to go through once again. And now for the chicken rice lovers out there as well, I mean, who would have expected this chicken shortage to occur, right? It's really unexpected, right? But don't worry, we have enough chicken in Singapore, so yeah, you can always go and buy chicken rice. So in the Bible, there was one man who had to go through something unexpected that is probably the worst nightmare a parent had to go through. Can you guys make a guess? Who do you think this person might be? Yes, someone is raising his hand. Sorry? Okay, almost there, but not not that person that I'm talking about today. Yes, that's right. Thank you, Ned. So, this man is no other than Abraham, the father of Isaac. So, some of you will be familiar with this story, the story of Abraham and Isaac. For those of you who are not familiar with this, don't worry. I'm going to bring you through the story And I'm going to explain what had happened so that we arrive at this particular story that I'm going to talk about. So Abraham, the man we now know as father of many nations, was a man of God. And Abraham's journey started when he was called by God to leave his home country, to leave his home to a foreign land with a promise that he will be made into a great nation with as many descendants as the stars in heaven that you can see on the screen. So at the age of 75, Abraham, his wife Sarah, his nephew Lot and a group of his household servants left the compass of his home for a journey full of uncertainty. And throughout his journey, Abraham ran into many, many difficult situations and unexpected situations, from a famine to a war. And through all these times, God was alongside him. I will not reveal the details of this story right now, uh, and I'll leave it up to you to read the Bible, to read in the book of Genesis, to just complete his life story. But one thing I want to bring to you, to attention, is the son that Abraham and Sarah were actually waiting for, for a long, long time. You know, God had promised them a son who is his own flesh and blood that will be his heir, to whom the promised land of Canaan will be given. However, over 20 years had passed and there was no news of Sarah bearing a son. So Sarah was already over 80 years old As you can see on the screen, she looks very old, you know, with wrinkles on her head and all And you only take a miracle for her to actually bear a child But this one is just an uh, illustration, it's just to show that, you know, she was really old and it seemed impossible for her to actually deliver a, son, uh, deliver a child And they actually wanted a son so badly to the extent that Sarah tried to make, take matter into her own hands by asking one of Abraham's servants, Hagar, to bear him a son. And after a long, long wait of 25 years, the Lord at last fulfilled his promise and gave them a son. And his name was Isaac. Now you could imagine how precious, how valuable, and how dear this son was to Abraham and Sarah. And then something unexpected happens. Let's turn to Genesis 22, verse 2. So if you have your Bible or your phone apps, please turn with me to Genesis 22 verse 2. In Genesis 22 verse 2, God says, take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain, I will show you. Although Abraham had obeyed God since God called him out of his home country, now he had to sacrifice his only son, as a sacrifice, as an offering to God. I mean, how would he have expected God, the one who gifted him that son that he was long, long waiting for, right, now commands him to sacrifice that son? It was something unthinkable, something unimaginable to a parent, to any parent. And some of you might be wondering at this point, you know, why would God ask him to do that? Right? Why would God you know, do that? So this is another topic of discussion that I do not want to go through too much, but just to clarify any doubt in your head, um, it was simply put a test to Abraham's faith and also to reveal Abraham's true character and unwavering faith to others. So let's just take a moment here to digest you know, God's command and at the same time just think about all the expected situations that we have faced throughout all our lives. you know, Be it in our school, uh, be it in our work, be it in our family, our relationships, you know, from small to big. How have we managed to face such situations when we face them? The story of Abraham and Isaac in Genesis 22 provides some insights into how we may be able to face these unexpected situations. So let us just take a look at some steps I believe will be able to guide us when we feel lost. So these are the steps that I've prepared, that I've gathered from this Bible story. The steps are, first, be prepared. Secondly, give yourself time. Thirdly, remember. And lastly, pray. Firstly, be prepared. More specifically, be mentally prepared. In other words, we should not make the assumption that all the things in our life is going according to our plans and it's going to be all smooth sailing. Having this knowledge in mind helps us to not be caught off guard and also spiral down into despair when we face such unexpected situations. So it's similar to how a weather forecast can help us in actually planning a hike at Manguichi. So the difference in knowing and not knowing the weather on the day of the activity, you know, it's so great, right? Imagine, if we didn't know it was going to rain, then we will be taken aback by this bad weather that happens on that day and all the plans for this hike will be ruined. But if we knew that there was going to be a thunderstorm beforehand, then we wouldn't be surprised and we would have actually made a wet weather plan for this activity. So although it's impossible to predict the exact events of the future, and also when it's about to happen, but simply having this knowledge in our mind, that we may face difficult situations, unexpected situations, allow us to mentally prepare ourselves and also gear ourselves up for what may come our So for Abraham, Abraham knew that it was not going to be an easy journey when God said to him in Genesis 12, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. And in Hebrew 11, verse 8 to 9, we find an insight that Abraham didn't know where he was going. And he had made home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. So Abraham fully understood that following God would actually mean that the road ahead for him was something that's going to be full of challenges, full of unexpected situations and definitely not a straight path. The Bible says as Christians, we find ourselves in situations that we may never expect to be in. In 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12, Apostle Peter addresses the Christians who are being persecuted. Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. Also in John 16, you know, as Jesus tells his disciples about you know, his crucifixion and what is about to happen in the future, he mentions, in this world, you will have trouble. So fiery ordeals and troubles may come in various forms and one of them being unexpected situations. So just being made aware of their existence not only helps us to keep our composure at such times, but also provides us with a good reason to prepare ourselves mentally. So the first step is to recognize that there will be unexpected situations and be mentally prepared for them. Secondly, give yourself time. Give yourself time to accept the unexpected, to fully understand and digest what has happened. From what I observe and what I feel personally, You know, there's this unspoken societal belief that actually, you know, sadness or broadly speaking, you know, emotions, you know, showing emotions is a sign of weakness. And for Christians, people think that, you know, we shouldn't feel sad, we shouldn't feel angry, we shouldn't feel worried because we have God in our lives. Does it sound familiar to you guys? But that isn't true, right? We are made not as machines, but as humans. And, but sometimes, you know, there's an exception like between siblings or between your brothers and sisters. You know, sometimes my sister do tell me I, I act like a machine. You know, she tells me her problems or, you know, something and, and she always tells me maybe, you know, uh, be a bit more like a human. So some of you may actually heard this from your siblings as well. But it's entirely normal to feel sad, entirely normal to feel worried and angry. You know, it may be uncomfortable at times, but giving yourself enough time to acknowledge these emotions can help you move through them. In chapter 13 of Patriarchs and Prophets, written by Ellen G. White, she gives a really detailed account of the emotions that Abraham had to go through when he received God's command. So he describes Abraham to be in doubt and anguish, no heart for words, with a tortured soul and grief-stricken. You know, can you imagine what Abraham was going through when he actually, you know, heard this command from God as he was looking at his boy, dear Isaac. I'm sure everyone here, especially all the parents, will be able to understand, you know, the grief, the pain, the sorrow that Abraham was going through at this moment. You know, we all experience emotions because we are humans and God is fully aware of that. God knows that we need time to process these emotions that naturally rush in when something unexpected hit us. So although it's not stated explicitly in the Bible, in Genesis, God tended to Abraham's emotions just as he did for another character in the Bible, Elijah. In the book of 1 Kings, the Bible tells us that Elijah was chased by an evil queen, Jezebel, who wanted him killed. And Elijah was so afraid of getting killed by this queen that he actually pleaded with God to take his life away instead even though he was the one who really experienced it firsthand, you know, experienced God's mighty power in the form of miracles. But for his lack of faith and for his trust in God, lack of faith and trust in God, you know, God didn't scold him. God didn't punish him. Instead, God sent, sent angels to provide him food and actually gave him time to sleep. For Abraham, he had three days to express... Process his emotions as he made his way to the region of Moriah to fulfill God's command. So, rightfully, God would have provided him that comfort he needed throughout that trip. Also, notice that there are very little record of conversations during this trip. So, as chapter of thirteen, chapter thirteen of Patriarch and Prophets, uh, share some details. Abraham and Isaac journeyed in silence. Abraham probably spent his time in silence. In this silence during the journey, recollecting how God had been good to him for the past few decades. At the same time, fighting back all these doubts that were going through his mind, unbelief in his mind, and processing this grief, emotions that were in his heart. So even God acknowledges that we need time. We need time to let emotions flow. It is alright to have emotions, and God understands And as we read into the story of Abraham, we find that despite his grief and disbelief, Abraham went on his way without a complaint. So let's look into the Bible and see what Abraham did. Let's turn to Genesis 22, still the same chapter, verse 3. Genesis 22, verse 3. And we read, Early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for a place God had told him about. So, over here, we don't see a hint of hesitation in his actions. And at this point, I just want to point out, want to clarify that although it's entirely normal, entirely humanly, to feel emotions, but we cannot let it take control of our minds, our actions. So, let us take Abraham as our example, not allowing emotions to take over us, not neglecting our task at hand. So the second step is to give yourself time to process these emotions. The next step is to remember. So what do we have to remember? We need to remember God's character. Abraham, with all his experiences for the past few decades, you know, knew who God was exactly. If you read the previous chapters of Genesis, we can see that Abraham won a war that seemed impossible to win. You know, with just 318 men, against a large army. You know, He was also spared of his life twice when he lied to two kings, the Pharaoh and King Abimelech. And he was also blessed with many riches and possessions, and the list goes on. He was so familiar with God's character that although he knew that you know, God, what God was asking him to do was something unexpected, something out of his character, but he followed it without rebellion. So let us see how Abraham shows us this in Genesis 22, verse 7 to 8. So let's turn to verse 7 to 8 and we read, Isaac spoke up and said to his father Abraham, Father? Yes, my son, Abraham replied. The fire and wood are here, Isaac said. But where is the lamb for the burnt offering? To this, Abraham replies in verse 8, God Himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. So, when we look at Abraham's response here, we can actually see with certainty that he knew that God was not going back on His promises, that through Isaac, His offsprings will be reckoned. So, what is about God's character that Abraham was so certain that he answered His son with such certainty? So, first, God is loving. God loves each and every one of us equally. And God loves us so much that He did what Abraham didn't complete in the end. In John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. Can you imagine that? You know, God sacrificed His one and only Son, Jesus Christ, so that all of us could believe in Him, that all of us could gain salvation through Him. Abraham knew God loved both him and his son, Isaac, equally. And not just that. God loves us to the extent that he actually knows the exact number of hairs on our head. In Luke 12, verse 7, it says, The very hairs of your head are all numbered. Secondly, God never goes back on his promises. Just like how Isaac was delivered according to God's promise to Abraham and Sarah, Abraham was certain that God will keep the promise that were given to him regarding Isaac. In Genesis chapter 17, verse 19, God made a promise with Abraham and Sarah. I will establish my covenant with him as an everlasting covenant for his descendants after him. And in Hebrew chapter 11, verse 19, we can find an insight that Abraham was so certain that God was actually you know, going to deliver his promise. And over here it says, Abraham reasoned that God could even raise the dead. And indeed, when when Abraham was just about to drive that knife into Isaac, the angel of the Lord called out from him in heaven. In Genesis 22 verse 11, we read, Do not lay a hand on the boy. And God provided Abraham a ram as a sacrifice, as a substitute for Isaac. You know, there are so much more you know, amazing things about this character of Jesus, about God, but I'll leave that up to you to discover in the Bible. But just these two traits about God, that God is loving, that God never breaks His promises, really gives us so much hope and reassurance. So when facing the unexpected, the third step is to remember God's character. The last step is to pray. Spending time in prayer is essential in connecting with God and prayer is the life of the soul, the foundation of spiritual growth. Without prayer, we are closing this channel, the most straightforward channel that we have where we can get help from the all-powerful, almighty God. Abraham also spent time in prayer during this three-day trip to the region of Moriah. In chapter 13 of Patriarchs and Prophets, it says, In his doubt and anguish, he bowed upon the earth and prayed, as he has never prayed before. And on the second night, it says, while his son and the young man were sleeping, he spent the night in prayer. And on the third day, another long day, another night of humiliation and prayer. Every night of his journey towards this region of Moriah, where he was supposed to fulfil God's command, he prayed, Prayer gave him this spiritual strength, the unwavering faith that he needed to get through this, to face the unexpected. As Ellen G. White says in Steps to Christ, why should the sons and daughters of God be reluctant to pray when prayer is a key in the hand of faith to unlock heaven's storehouse where are treasured the boundless resources of omnipotence? God will do things for us when we pray that he will not do when we do not pray. It doesn't have to be an elaborate prayer. If you're new to prayer, or you know, if you don't know what to say, a simple one would do. Romans 8.26 says, In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. You know, when we do not know what to ask in prayer, the Spirit himself intercedes for us the Holy Spirit will express the deepest, you know, the feelings, deepest thoughts that we have inside. So don't worry about what to say. Just present yourself as you are, truthfully and earnestly. For myself, sometimes when I feel lost or I'm lost for words, I don't know what to say. You know, I just pray a simple prayer. Like, God, please be with me and just guide me through this situation. And our God, who is all-powerful, All loving is just one prayer away. Isn't that amazing? Just one prayer away. So for our last step, let us not forget to spend time in earnest prayer to invite God into our lives when we face the unexpected. The story of Abraham and Isaac is a story of unwavering faith, but it also shows what steps we we can take to face the unexpected. You know, for those among us who are actually currently facing the unexpected or, you know, facing uncertainties in your life, I invite you to follow Abraham's journey through the Bible and recall these steps. Firstly, be prepared. Secondly, give yourself time. Thirdly, remember God's character. And lastly, pray about it. I'd like to end today's sermon with the scripture reading for today. Romans 8. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Amen. Amen. May I I invite the congregation to stand? Let's pray. The Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you so much for this opportunity to be here, you know, to give your message today. Lord, in life we'll face many unexpected situations, many uncertainties in our lives. But Lord, help us to remember the four steps, to be mentally prepared, to give yourself time. And also, you know, remember God's character. And lastly, not forget to pray as well. So as we go forth from this day, from this place, let your Holy Spirit be in us all always. Amen.